Hey moms, welcome to this episode of the Dorenda Wilson podcast. I'm Dorenda, wife to one, mom to eight, nana to nine, and 26-year veteran homeschooling mom. I'm also the author of The Unhurried Homeschooler, a simple, mercifully short book on homeschooling, The Four-Hour School Day, How You and Your Kids Can Thrive in the Homeschool Life, and Unhurried Grace for a Mom's Heart, a devotional written specifically for homeschool moms. If you've read The Unhurried Homeschooler and enjoyed it, I really want to encourage you to check out The Four-Hour School Day because it's like an expanded version of The Unhurried Homeschooler. You can find all three of those books at Amazon. You can find them at my website, wilson.com and you can find The Four-Hour School Day at any of your favorite booksellers in addition to the two places that I mentioned. I also want to let you know that I have an online mentoring course, and in this budget-friendly mentoring course, I encourage moms to simplify, slow down, and enjoy their homeschool days with confidence and courage. This online mentoring course will include workshops that help moms grasp what unhurried homeschooling looks like during each of their children's developmental stages, along with lists of resources that I've found helpful over the years. The videos can be watched whenever it works for you. The course also includes extra workshops on mom self-care and nurturing your marriage throughout the homeschool years. I really encourage you to check that out. I'll leave a link in the show notes, or you can just go to theunhurriedhomeschooler.thinkific.com. Christmas is such a wonderful time of year, especially with children. However, it can be consumed quickly by relentless and unnecessary expectations that distract us from truly enjoying this time in a simple and meaningful way with our kids. Uh, Amy Fox joined us a few weeks back to talk about Thanksgiving, and today she's here again, this time to share simple, meaningful, and unhurried ways to engage our kids in this Christmas season. Now, in the last episode, if you listened in, you'll remember that I mentioned how much I love her books because they're just old-fashioned and simple and traditional and sort of have that little house on the prairie feeling. And so I'm really grateful uh, to have Amy back with us today. Amy, thank you for being here again. I'm so excited to talk to you about Christmas. It's such a fun holiday and Yes, love this it, time of year. It is, and it's so great with kids. Um, it can be a little grueling at times, and I think it really gets grueling when we are trying to do too much. Um, I feel like the most enjoyable thing is sim- oh, simple and unhurried. I mean, I think that's where connections are made um, between us and our kids, and between our kids and and the Lord through that that holiday season, um, specifically, obviously, Christmas is what I'm talking about, um, not the whole holiday season. Some people say holiday season and they're talking about Thanksgiving and Christmas, and I'm talking about just Christmas. Um, keeping Christ as the focus, you know, and just um, really just sort of dialing our kids in to what this holiday is all about. There can be so many wonderful memories that happen during that time. But before we dive in, um, I would like you to tell us just a little bit about yourself because some of the moms may not have listened to the last episode. And um, I always love when I'm listening to a, a, an episode to just know a little bit about the person who's sharing. So if you share a little bit about yourself, that would be great. 
Yeah, so I'm a homeschool graduate and a wife and a mom to two busy, busy boys. And I started this year, my oldest is kindergarten age, so we're starting homeschooling. So now I'm starting the journey of being a homeschool mom too. And um, I think homeschooling has given me such a great appreciation for education and just learning and knowing how to learn things for yourselves. Right. And I also love history and just a chance to see God's hand in history and how he has shaped things. And, you know, the the obvious is when Christ came that all of history has changed. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. just to see his hand in history is so, Mm -hmm. so interesting. It really is. I I, just seeing that it really is his story and how Mm -hmm. he's weaved so many things together. And I think that's the beautiful thing about studying history. Um, especially I think as our, when the kids are younger, I think it's just more about exposure to different characters in history and different events. And it's specifically kind of uh, maybe a little more uh, directed by them, you know, as they show interest. Um, but that exposure to that, to them and let, that's what I've noticed with my kids is I had a lot of good books laying around when it came to history and they would just, we'd have a quiet time every day. And so they would, a lot of times if they were bored or if they were, uh, it was during that quiet time, I would say, grab some books. And a lot of times they would grab books on history that, you know, I just happened to have laying around and they would just kind of look through them and all of a sudden they would just be on this, this adventure in their minds, you know, oh, I just, George Washington, such a cool, you know, story and, you know, they want to learn more about him. And so you just focus on that until that interest dies. And so that is sort of like, it, it sort of like runs its course, you know? And I think that's so important for us to allow our kids to do. And then I noticed as our kids got older and we did in high school, just more of a, uh, just a more, more of a curriculum type of thing where it, it looked, we we did a flyover of, of history. We, we went through the mystery of history. Those were the, those were the books that we loved doing in high school. And I, what I love about that age is how they can tie all those, uh, different things that they read about as younger kids and and played and and were exposed to, they can now put them together on a timeline. And not only that, they get to see sort of like chronologically how things happen, but they also get to see how biblical history weaves into world history. And that's where you really get that that perspective of, wow, God really is weaving history together. And he hasn't stopped. He is still doing that today. And I think that's important for our kids to know and that they play a very important part. You know, they are part of this big picture. God intentionally has them here for this time and uh, and with purpose. And so, so, yes, you can tell I love history too, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, you know, in the last episode, um, this is just kind of a little side note, but some of the moms weren't maybe didn't happen to listen to the last episode, but you shared something really, um, something personal, but I thought something that would be very encouraging to moms. And that was how you ended up writing. Yes. So that's kind of a God story there. Mm -hmm. Um, When I was in high school, I started having some kind of mysterious health problems. And I knew after high school, there was no way I was going to go out and get a traditional job. Mm -hmm. And so I really started praying and seeking God and what can I do? And he led me to write, which is really kind of funny because I have dyslexia. And so, you know, I get my words twisted out all the time and everything. And so it's like, you know, he can take your weaknesses and turn them into strengths Mm. because 
only God can do that. That's right. That's right. And I just, I love that. And I wanted the moms to hear that because uh, again, a lot of uh, families who are homeschooling are homeschooling because we have struggling learners or we have, um, you know, kids with different, uh, different, you know, uh, learning issues and things like that. And, And we were talking about this before we started recording, just how we just don't really think there is any such a thing as typical anymore, like atypical. Mm-hmm. Like I don't know when we started thinking that that you know we're not robots, we're humans, and we're uniquely made, and we're fearfully and wonderfully made, and each of our children are fearfully and wonderfully made, and God has a plan for them. And sometimes we don't. It's hard to. We have to have eyes of faith to say, God, I you have made this child. You have put this child together. And so give us wisdom as parents to know how to walk with this child um, as they're, as you unfold opportunities um, in front of them and you um, give us wisdom along the way because he's so faithful to do that. that so I'm good. I'm so thankful that your mom uh, homeschooled you and you were able to able to start writing these books because, uh, you know, they're blessing so many families. But uh, we are talking about Christmas today, and we know it is so easy to get busy during this season. Um, what's something that can help us be unhurried during this season? You know, I was trying to think about this, and the best way to put it, and it's just, it's kind of simple, but it's so hard to do. Mm-hmm. Just really trying to acknowledge the things that we need to slow down on because mm-hmm. it's so easy to get caught up in trying to do so much because there are so many opportunities to right, do things at Christmas right. time. And sometimes we just need to step back and just be like, you know, this is not helping me be closer to the Lord or really even concentrating on his, what the Mm -hmm. holiday is supposed to be about, which Mm -hmm. is his birth. And Mm -hmm. so sometimes we do, we just need to step back and, and not try to do everything and just really, truly enjoy the season by being unhurried and relaxed. Right. And, and being, just being present. I think that's such a huge thing, but I think many of us, we, we fight mom guilt. You know, we see Mm -hmm. all these opportunities and we're afraid that, our kids might miss out on on something, and you know, my husband always says, "Our kid, we're not going to miss out on um, anything that God has for us." Mm, and so, you know, in like the exchange of giving up the activities for a simple cup of hot chocolate around the fire and just talking or reading stories. Um, what a difference, but it's so tempting to just be running and running and running all the time. And so I love your encouragement, um, to just to slow down and to engage with our kids. Um, these are, these are the moments, you know, I'm, I'm that mom who has, you know, a 20 and 18 year old at home now, and, and we've done all the years with the kids and, um, we really did work to keep the focus simple and unhurried with our kids. And we have the sweetest memories and the things that our kids remember are the simplest things. They're not the complicated. We did some fun sort of, you know, um, more adventuresome type things. Um, One year, my husband, um, he had done some jewelry. He's He's a jewelry designer and he had done some jewelry for a gentleman who owned a limousine company. And the gentleman offered to come to our house way out in the country, in the snow, pick up our whole family and take us into 
um, into town, and there was this this hotel there called the Davenport in Spokane that we would go to. The, they just they put out. It was like the Plaza Hotel in New York. It's mm. Spokane style though, and it was just so beautiful the way they decorated and they would have a live uh, somebody playing the piano. And we couldn't afford typically to eat the meal there, but we could get dessert or we could get hot chocolate. So this guy drove us um, into Spokane to the Davenport, drove us around town, and it was just a fun... So we ha- we did do some of those things, but I would say the bulk of our celebrations were just, you know, we're going out into the woods to find our own tree, you know, <laughs> kind of thing. Absolutely. Those are the things that the kids, kids really, really remember. Um, but how are stories such an important part of the Christmas story? I think Jesus is such a perfect example of how stories are important. Mm-hmm. You know, instead of sitting down and giving people the a long sermon, he would tell them parables mm-hmm. and he would incorporate that into how we can learn. And it was through stories. And I think Christmas is such a story-filled time because, you know, we, we all like to write, watch Christmas movies or read a Christmas mm-hmm. book or, you know, the stories are all around us. And as long as Jesus is at the center of those stories— it just brings peace and joy that he came into the world to bring mm-hmm. into our own personal lives. And so I think everybody loves a good story. And so Christmas is a great time to remember the stories mm-hmm. and the story that God wrote by bringing his son into the world. Right. And you know, there's so, so many different ways we could do that. Um, I often encourage parents to tell their stories to their children. You know, that used to be the only way that things got passed on was was when you know before there were books and all of that is the the stories would be passed on to children and and to their children and their children after that. And so telling stories of, you know, um maybe your own stories of Christmases past, things that you did with your parents um, that you enjoyed or a specific Christmas that was really special to you. Um, I think that can be a really fun thing to do with our kids um, because they get that sense of, you know, uh, of having roots, you know, and having those stories to be able to tell to their children. And I think that's just... um, that's just a fun, one small fun thing that we can do with our kids. And you, you talk about stories. We had, I had always imagined that I would be that mom who read several Christmas stories, like many Christmas stories through the holidays. That never happened. We had the occasion, and I, and I figured all of those stories would become the tradition. We would read all of these stories every Christmas. Well, what ended up happening was we did read different stories um, at Christmas time, but one story like actually was was the, the kids asked to be read over and over and over again. And so that is kind of, a, that became a very uh, longstanding tradition. So um, you're right, stories are such an important part of Christmas. Um, what are some ways to make Christmas special without spending a lot of money? I think this is such a great question because I think that's where we get really where we're frazzled is trying to do Christmas gifts for everybody, especially Mm -hmm. if you start getting into the extended family and all your friends and everybody at church and, you know, all that. And sometimes I think it's okay that we don't have to get gifts for everybody, Mm -hmm. but there are so many different things you can do that are just 
kind of meaningful, but not mm-hmm. necessarily expensive. Right. Um, so this year, actually, I've been thinking of doing this for several years, and this year I'm actually going to do it. For all of our family, I was going to make rice bags for the extended, you know, the right. aunts and uncles and all mm-hmm. that. And I actually have some old clothes that have rips in bad places, and I'm like, you know what? I could cut those up. I could make those into rice bags, mm-hmm. and that's a nice gift that pretty much everybody at some point is cold and they could use something on a muscle right. or right. You know, cold right. feet or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And um, for maybe some of the moms are listening and they don't really know what is a rice bag and what would you use that for? There you go. So you just, you take rice, the cheapest rice you can find, you sew it up into a bag and then you pop it in the microwave for a couple minutes, depending on how big you make the rice bag. And then it's just kind of like a hot water bottle mm-hmm. or a heating pad only mm-hmm. it it's you can take it with you wherever you go and you can put it on your shoulders on your legs wherever you got a an ache and it just feels good it really does they're great i've i've received those as gifts and i loved them they are really good and then a couple years ago we had a tree that we needed to cut a branch down and we cut the the branch into little the little wood discs that are mm-hmm. so popular mm-hmm, right now mm-hmm. and then we just took some old christmas cards and some glue and put them on there and we made ornaments for everybody and you can make Christmas um, ornaments from old Christmas cards and then people that like to cook, you know, nothing's better than getting a plate full of cookies or some kind of special treat. Um, And then if you really don't have time to do any of that kind of stuff, um, something else I thought of is you could make certificates for people, you Mm -hmm. know, say, hey, let's go for a park date or let's go you know, do something special together, or I'd like to bring you a meal on this day or something. And that wouldn't cost you anything to do. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And I was thinking about uh, something that I've done before. Uh, I've made hot chocolate mixes. um, That's a great idea. Like in a jar, um, just, and very different. Like this had just a little, they can just be your basic hot chocolate mix, um, you know, which would be, you know, it'd be cocoa and it'd be, you know, dried milk and uh, marshmallows. And maybe you're going to put some sprinkles on the top or something. But one of the ones that I did, um, we actually crushed um, anise seed. So it had kind of almost a licorice flavor oh, in yummy. with the cocoa and it it was really good. So that that's something you can do. Um, also like um, soup jars where you layer yes. like lentils and the seasoning and maybe rice. And you can, I remember there's, uh, I got a book, it's called uh, Gifts in a Jar. You could probably mm-hmm. find it, you know, I used, I used, copy of that. And it gives you all these ideas of things you can make in the jar. And they look really cute. They look really, um, they look very crafty. You know, most of my audience, if they've been listening to me anytime for any length of time, know that I don't do crafts. I don't sew. I don't do any of those things. So as I was looking through your books, I was like, I could totally do these things. This is totally doable. So moms out there, don't be intimidated because these are very doable activities <laughs> that she right. has in her books. Um, but, you know, but I could do like that, that soup thing. And in, you put a little tag on it, you know, and it tells you exactly how to make the soup and with the, you know, instructions on there. And that can be just a really quick uh, meal for somebody. So um, Absolutely. Anyway. That's a great idea. Yeah. yeah. So those yeah, there's so many different things. Once you there get to are. thinking about it, it's like, oh, you could do that, you could do that. And yeah, right. I mean, there's lots of things. It doesn't, just because you want to give somebody a gift doesn't necessarily mean you have to have money involved. Exactly, exactly. So. And this is something the kids can help us with too, mm-hmm. which is really fun. Yeah, so what are some absolutely. traditions that families can start this year? Just maybe moms are out there looking for like, I'd really like to start some traditions, but I don't even know where to, you know, 
where to start? There's so many great ideas. You mentioned reading a book. Mm -hmm. You know, maybe you could even just get some books from the library that have to do with Christmas um, and just read books together. Something that I always enjoyed doing with my sisters when we were little, we would always act out the story of the birth of Christ. Yeah. And that's a fun family activity. And then you mentioned hot chocolate, which is always a great thing to have mm-hmm. at this time of year, you know, mm-hmm. so maybe just sitting around having conversation and have a special, some kind of special food. Mm-hmm. Um, and then going out and looking at Christmas lights, mm-hmm. singing Christmas carols, watching Christmas movies. And then you could, you know, look for a designated Advent activity to do together too. So nice. there's so many new things and you know some of them probably most people are already doing some of those things but sometimes it's great to be reminded you know sometimes we act we just sort of like especially this time of year our our brains aren't quite there yet and so this gives us a chance to sort of like get a head start on kind of thinking down that road so that we can we can be intentional um during this christmas season um i'd love for you to tell us about your book countdown to christmas um and just have you maybe even describe a couple of the activities included the book in the book as well Absolutely. So it's memory-making stories and activities for every day from December 1st to the 25th. And I wanted to do that because we had talked earlier about, you know, you should have Thanksgiving and then after Thanksgiving, right. you can have Christmas. Right. And so often the Advent things like start before mm-hmm. Thanksgiving is over. And so I wanted to make sure it did start on the 1st of December. So that way, you know, Thanksgiving is officially in the books before you start on Christmas. Right, right, exactly. (laughs) Um, And then there's, so there's a story every day and then there's an activity. Um, So there's songs, a lot of the Christmas carols are in there, several different crafts that you can make with, um, you know, things you probably already have on hand. One of them is I have some pages that you can print up If you um, get it from my website, there's a bonus book and they're in there and you can just print them up and you can actually make your own Christmas newsletter type thing that either could be for you or you could share it with your families. Um, And then there's lots of recipes for people who like to cook, Christmas cookies and Mm -hmm. fudge and all kinds of things like that. There's poems too. Was those recipes and those activities were very simple and doable. And I think that's just something that is so important to, you know, to not overwhelm ourselves. And so I love that you provide a resource like that for parents. Um, What are some of the stories in the book? So there's a lot of stories by famous Victorians from that era. So I have one by Louisa May Alcott, who wrote Little Women, and then one by um, a gal named E. Nesbitt, and then Elizabeth Gaskell. And then I also cover some of the historical people that are associated with Christmas, like St. Nicholas, Mm -hmm. and then Wenceslas, who the poem eventually became a Christmas carol called Good King Wenceslas, the Mm -hmm. true story of who he was. And then there's lots of other um, stories from the late 1800s and early 1900s that just have that that good old-fashioned feel to them, kind of like you were saying, the Little House on the Prairie feel. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's awesome. I love that. I'm sitting here already thinking, oh, gosh, I can't, I want to do this. (laughs) You gotta wait till after Thanksgiving. I have to wait till after Thanksgiving. That's right. Um, so tell us who you think would enjoy your book, because a lot of parents are like, "Is this going to be in the age range that my kids are?" Um, and they're kind of wondering that. Right. So I wrote it for from six to fourteen year olds were the target audience, but families I've had families tell me that they've used it with younger kids and older kids. So it really is a good family 
family-friendly book. Right. So it's like multi-level, which is wonderful for homeschooling families. We love that. We love that sort of thing. So that's fantastic. And uh, I think the listeners might want to know how how they can buy a copy, where they can go to get a copy of this book. So they can go directly to my website, which is goldenprairiepress.com. And um, if they do order it from my website, then I also have, I'm offering your listeners a 10% discount. If they use your last name, Wilson, Mm -hmm. when they check out, they can get a 10% discount too. Awesome. So that's goldenprairiepress.com. Okay. And we'll make sure that we uh, include that in the show notes and the reminder of the uh, code so that you all can get a 10% discount. And then lastly, you have actually several other holiday books as well. We've uh, talked about the Thanksgiving one. Um, What others do you have? So we have Countdown to Thanksgiving, and then there's also a Countdown to Easter and Countdown to Christmas, and then one that's Summer Countdown that has the main holidays from the summertime. And then I also do have a fictional book that I have written that's called Christmas in Caroltown. Oh, wonderful. So that one's more of a a fictional about a little girl that gets um, has a story in her mom's Christmas village. Mm. So that was kind of a throwback to when I was a kid and I used, my sister and I used to tell each other stories about our mom's Christmas village and, oh, this is where this person lives. And so I kind of made a story out of that. That's great. That's fantastic. Well, Amy, thank you for being with us today and uh, for sharing these great ideas and your book. Um, We're really, we're really glad you joined us. Thank you so much. It was so much fun, and I hope you have a blessed Christmas. (laughs) Yes, and moms, thanks for being here. Um, We hope you have a great rest of the day, and yes, enjoy this holiday season, specifically focusing and being intentional about Christmas. Uh, Thanks again for being here. Mm 